Welcome back. Last week, we dug into part one of the Serendipitous Rebel Pivot, which is the most recent pivot Wendy and I made here in our coaching business at Serendipitous Rebel. We wanted to take you behind the scenes of the conversation that led us to our most recent pivot and how it helped refocus and reshift our branding, how we looked at our business, how we approach our business, how we show up in our business, and all of the conversations that came out of that. So without further ado, here is part two, but if you haven't checked out part one, you're going to want to pause this and go back and check it out. So without further ado, welcome to this week's episode of the Serendipitous Rebel podcast. Welcome to the Serendipitous Rebel podcast. I'm Wendy. And I'm Crystal. This podcast is for the adventure-loving, purpose-driven, action-minded, authentic, and rebellious entrepreneurs. Just like us. And just like you, we are trying to figure shit out. So join us as we talk about business and life and everything in between. And it's interesting. One of the things that we also talked about in terms of, I think it sort of, I think it sort of became a, a side, like a sidebar to the conversation, but the fact that what does it take to show up every day is confidence. Yeah. And, but one, one of the things that it takes to actually even go down this path to begin with, to even dig into your purpose and, and, and dig into becoming an entrepreneur and having flexibility and earning money is the whole concept of you need confidence and you really need, maybe it's even just an initial dose of chutzpah. You look at the, you get the best words, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, initial, just an initial push. And that we found that, you know, a, a lot of entrepreneurs look and see entrepreneur wannabes or, you know, who truly want this lifestyle, this, this flexible, you know, being of a lifestyle entrepreneur, but see, oh, I think that this says it's easy or this says it's inex, this says, oh, it'll be inexpensive to make money. And, oh, this'll be, and uh, I guess I'm, I'm interjecting two separate conversate, two separate Mm -hmm. topics here, but I think that Mm. My mind is working faster than my mouth right now. Which oh, is, this is the story of my life. Scary. But the whole thing is, is that it, it's sort of like a chicken before the egg kind of thing where you need a certain amount of confidence to get moving and to get moving in the right way. And the flip side of that is as you move along, you build confidence, mm-hmm. and you build more and more confidence because you know, you're, but I really think if you, if you know you, if you're have, if you're solid in your purpose, your, why do I get up in the morning? Why is it that, why is it that I want to make money? Why? And at the same time, really dig into either the skills you have or the skills that you can attain. And in this day and age, you know, if, if someone wants to have a successful career as a Google analytics specialist and work from home, 
you can do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not super difficult. And if, if that's your thing and, and it's not super expensive on the other end. So there are so many different opportunities that, you know, and, and it's interesting. We talk about travel because that's where we both were. And interestingly, we were both event planners, meeting planners before then. So we have this, you know, this travel bug, but I've come to realize that I am much more interested in being able to pay for my own trip that I take with people that I want to travel with, how I want to travel with, whatever that is, and earn money in a different way than to be a travel agent. Yeah. yeah it's the end, not the means. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's the end, not the yeah. means. And that is very personal to me. And mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that it works for others, but you know, I find it so interesting. And we talk a, a lot about this, that one of the things that the pandemic brought out was the need to focus in on other skills. Mm -hmm. You know, I had talked about coaching certification programs. I talked about, but I was like, oh, well, when a business dies, you find other ways. And, you know, pandemic did that. So anyway. Well, it's, I, you know, when we talk about what are the things that force a pivot, one of the things is the universe gives us a sign. And was there a bigger sign than a pandemic? But yeah. I think that's, I think what it did in both of our cases was took these things that we had been ideating around because we had talked about doing these things. You had talked about being a coach for as long as I had known you, you had mm -hmm. talked about that. And I had talked about marketing and had geeked out on marketing and had really leaned into that for a long time. What the universe did for both of us was kind of just move up that timeline. Mm -hmm. Yes. And there were other things that took place last year and other conflicts that arose. And I do think, I do think conflicts and things like that do kind of give us a little bit of a touch point going, Hey, something's wrong here. Hey, mm -hmm. this is not right. This is out of alignment. This is not good. It was a matter. It was incumbent upon ourselves to listen to those things and be very introspective and say, and very self-reflective and say, what does this mean? And what does this mean for me? And that is very personal, mm -hmm. but for both of us, it meant a purposeful pivot into something else. It was scary and it took a little bit of confidence. I mean, for me anyway, it was scary and it took confidence and it took for me a little bit of a push from you like, Hey, go, go do this more of this. But it was also, you know, as you start doing these things, I did gain more confidence and it was very freeing. And then I was doing, I was actually making money and I was, you know, doing the things that I said, I always wanted to go do, which then allowed me to do things like, you know, I did do an Alaska cruise with my family this year. We did buy into Disney Vacation Club and I did it with a little bit more confidence because I was doing the things that were going to fuel that. I think that if you are looking at as an entrepreneur, should I make a pivot? Should I do some things? I do think money should be a big part of that equation. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I completely, I completely agree. It's, it's so important to know your why, why, why mm -hmm. do you want to do this? What, what is important? Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's looking at your skill set and saying, you know, what can I do? But really ultimately why? And there's, and there's a million different 
you know, million different scenarios. And it's very personal and very individual, but mm -hmm. I think it's so important. And then ultimately, what is the best way to, to achieve your goal? It's, yeah, it's the reverse engineering. What is the, the best way to achieve your goals? You know, how do you do that? And yeah, and I think that it leads to a greater, a greater chance of success. I agree because we, we define purposeful pivoting as taking committed action. What was it connecting with what matters to, and taking committed action to make a big, a bigger impact in your, your world. How do you make an impact in your world? Mm -hmm. A lot of times guys, it does take money because mm -hmm. it either takes up, it takes money to free up your time so that you can do the volunteer or do the other good things. Or sometimes it takes you writing a check, you know, to causes or to things that are important to you, or it, it takes money to do the traveling that you want to do or to live a certain lifestyle. It, it just takes money. Mm -hmm. And acknowledging that is a very scary thing. Like you said, it's a very vulnerable thing, mm -hmm. but it's a very freeing thing to really yeah. realize that. Yeah at the same time too. Yes. And if you can bring into alignment, and I think we're so fortunate to bring into alignment our goals and our strengths into a job that allow us to do the things we want to do in the world and leverage our gifts and our strengths mm -hmm. and make that impact. Because at the end of the day, when we coach clients, we're not coaching them I mean, we would like them to be better versions of themselves and we'd like them to feel good about themselves, but we also want our clients to make money too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the whole thing about money is, and I think we, we talked about this as well, is that while, while money matters, it's really profit. Yes. And oh, yeah, let's clarify. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that we find, and unfortunately I would say frequently is that you spin your wheel, you spin your wheel, you spin your wheel, and you're barely breaking even. And when it comes down to, when you look at it, you crunch the numbers, you realize working 40, 50 hours a week for a limited, really a limited amount of money. And when you're looking at it, like, how is it that I make $2 and 50 cents an hour? Mm -hmm. You know, honestly, the, you know, you could work at, I, I, you know, I could, I, if, if, if that were me, I'd probably be working at Target and earning the the employee discount and being quite quite happy. Quite happy. Oh, the <laughs> athletic discount. The athletic discount. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, the thing is, is that so it really is also, you know, a lifestyle entrepreneur is earning the amount of money that she wants to earn. And that could be 20,000 a year. That could be a hundred thousand dollars, 200,000, whatever fits into, well, her lifestyle. And at the same time, it's also taking into consideration, how many hours do you want to work? Mm -hmm. You know, can you from the get-go have put the systems in place without necessarily mm -hmm. having the money right away? You know, mm -hmm. if you can put out what it costs to say, have I don't know, let's just say funnel gorgeous for a year. Wow. Mm -hmm. That buys you a lot of runway, a lot yeah, of, runway. a lot of runway. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, and it's, so I think that all of this is adding also a bit of a realistic touch to this that I really needed. 
I, I really needed, I really needed two weeks ago and it's carried me to through <laughs> to today. Well, because it tells you, like you said, what's the runway? How mm-hmm. much money do we want to make? Mm-hmm. Can we realistically do that only working five hours a week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And do so really, if we can't do that working, you know, the 20 hours that we would like to work. Yeah. Okay. Then realistically, we need to pay somebody to fill in the gaps here, right. Right. which is going to take away from our runway a little bit. And okay. So we have to budget in for those mm-hmm. things. Let's put in the number into the fancy spreadsheet and say, okay, if we can at most pay somebody X number of dollars to do our social media, to write our newsletters, or to help edit these podcasts, shout out to Suzette, we love you. And so, and shout out to Mallory, we love you too. But if we're going to bring in those people, the worlds to give us the freedom to do things because we are prioritizing things in our personal lives, how how do we do that? And it does take some very real conversations about, Mm -hmm. you know, I have some things going on in my personal life at home. That's meaning that Wendy's got to take a little on a little bit more of the load of looking at different things or doing interviews and things like that. We had to have those conversations. It's just, so it's a matter of really asking yourself, how much time are you going to commit? How much can you realistically bring in? Does your business model serve that? We find so many times that people start with a business model that does not serve those yes. things. Yes. And yes. I, I, one of the exercises we did with our clients was the container exercise. And a container is defined as how are you, what's your business model? So is it a membership? Is it one-on-one coaching? Is it group coaching? Is it a digital product? Is it whatever? And we do this exercise with our clients that kind of ask them, how much time do you want to spend in your business? How much content do you want? Do you like to create? How much support do you have? How much startup money do you have? And it gives you a visual very quickly of does this container, does do the realistic expectation, does the reality match mm-hmm. the expectations? And sometimes, and I know in the case of one set of our clients who thought they wanted to do one-on-one coaching, the reality is when they really, we really started asking them the questions, they didn't want to do that at all. Well, you know, and that's such an, because there's an expectation that there's specific path mm-hmm. that we're expected to take as entrepreneurs. And the more I dig in and the more I learn, the more I realized that, you know, for many people, less is more that 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 really focusing in on even one it doesn't have to be the complete diversity of the plate Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be everything you don't Mm -hmm. have to have a little bit of this and a little bit of that because sometimes when your focus is spread out so much you really aren't focusing on what you need to focus on (laughs) it's true yeah. Yeah. It's true. And so, you know, it, having a brilliant idea and, and really drilling in. So maybe it's not coaching. Maybe it is a podcast. Maybe it is whatever it is. Uh, you know, it could be a retreat. What, whatever the focus is really nail into that. It's not to say that you don't need a few things that tie to it for marketing purposes and such, mm-hmm. and to build no like, and trust, but really, it doesn't have to be like that smorgasbord. Mm-hmm. And, and you need to, you know, oh, it's like how much spaghetti can you throw at the wall? Well, eventually something's going to stick. That 
would have been a topic, a great topic for a different podcast. That's true. So That's I true. digress. I digress as That's usual. <laughs> well, and so I, I will kind of circle back to this idea too, that you had said it's as a lifestyle entrepreneur, what is it that you mm-hmm. need to fulfill? And I think you, t- you brought up Maslow's hierarchy of needs in our conversation mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. And so when you think about it, when you are wanting to be a lifestyle entrepreneur, it's recognizing that your basic physiological needs are probably met and your safety needs might in some cases be met because mm-hmm. you have other revenue streams in your life. And, but what we're looking at is the love and belonging we're looking at the esteem and we're looking at the self-actualization. Very much so. Very, very much so. It was so interesting to see how, and, and really to some extent, to see how it all ties together and how it is such an integral part of the entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. And also, you know, when you think about it, also going back, sometimes... And the more I think about it, the more I, I, I realize that sometimes your safety, your, your basic rungs, being an entrepreneur offers freedom to jump ahead. Mm-hmm. It does give you that if you, if you have concerns about safety, you know, or you have about your, or about just your basic your basic needs, I, you know, I always want to have a roof over my head. You know, I think to some extent we take that for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, you and I interestingly talked about also, and hopefully, I don't know if our husbands actually will ever listen to this, but the fact that we like our independence, I, I'm going to speak for you and I apologize, but okay. we like our independence and it's, it gives us, you know, we stay married to our husbands because we want to, not because we have to. Yeah, it was a big driver for me in wanting to work while also wanting to balance my priorities, which is my family and knowing and recognizing that I have situations in my life that say, that make me say, oh, I don't want to go back and work full time for somebody else. But I, I stay married because I want to be not because I have to be, I have skills that I have gained in entrepreneurship that I could leverage to either go work for someone else or to scale what I do now and, and work a lot more if I had to. So if something happened to our marriage or the more likely thing being not likely that it's going to have something's going to happen to him, I did not mean to put that into the universe, but like, (laughs) I'm just saying that more likely something would happen to him before something would happen to my marriage. But anyway, (laughs) but, but, you know, if something did happen to him and I needed to be financially independent, Mm -hmm. I could do that. I know I could do that. So I don't stay married because I feel stuck or because I am not sure how I would survive without Mm -hmm. him. I'm very appreciative of what he provides for this family, but I work because I want to make a little money on my own. I like to have, I like to sharpen my skills and I like to have skin in the game. I like working with you because of the camaraderie that we have. It's really fun. And I value our friendship and our relationship. And, but I also, 
I work because of my ego a little bit. And I work because of my own little self of a bit of Mm self-worth that is driven and tied up into this. And it's a little bit of that self-actualization and that desire, like you had said at the very beginning to not Mm -hmm. be invisible and to be seen Mm -hmm. in my own right as having value and skills here that I can contribute And I know that Craig has said this, Brandon has said this, sometimes he's listened to our conversations because I will be boxing with you in the background. (laughs) Yes, And he's like, wow, you guys are like really smart, (laughs) but like not in a, but it sounds more condescending than it is, but it's like, he's, he's very impressed (laughs) with us to be honest of like, you guys have like real points here and very like, Mm -hmm. driven things that you guys talk about. And I'm like, well, yeah, like these are just like normal Tuesday conversations. (laughs) And well, and and that's exactly right. Cause Craig, and and I guess in Craig's case, we've been, he's been privy to conversations that are not actually, that are the the two, two way conversations Mm because we're driving. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And it's, and he does, he routinely comments, you really, and he actually says, you really have a good time with this. And when he means by that is it's intellectually challenging. Mm-hmm. This is stuff, you know, that does light a fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. That's, and I think that's very important, very important. Yeah. And so, you know, when we were talking about this two weeks ago, so all that self-actualization is important. We can't keep doing this at Serendipitous Rebel if it's not making money though. <laughs> I mean, otherwise we would just have a podcast for a very low dollar amount a month and we would just play and have fun, which, you know, may happen one day, but as so far as we have people like Suzette and Mallory to pay so long as we have, we would like to keep paying ourselves. And so long Mm -hmm. as we have all this other overhead of funnel gorges, which is, you know, tremendously fun to play in, but it is a tool that costs Mm -hmm. money and to pay those bills. I have to bring money in and to continue to do all those things, money has to be a priority for it. So we keep, we keep that very focused and very um, top of mind now. And I think that we danced around that topic for a very long time and never really said it out loud that money was the priority. And I think it was a little bit to our detriment. Yeah. And I found it particularly interesting because if we look at the way we work with our clients, it's again, do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) We always talk about that. And when we, what we say by the runway is how, how much generally time it's, it's really money and or time. Do you have where you either need to pull the plug or take Mm -hmm. off? You just, you, you've hit the end of the runway and it's like, I either have to fly or I just have to say, this isn't going to work. And for a lot of people, they have no idea what their runway is. And it doesn't have to be, you know, and a runway could be five years from now. A mm-hmm. runway doesn't mean, oh, I only have a week left because if you're at that point, there's a lot of other things. You've hit the end of your runway. Exactly. And we, we do, we, we are very, you know, I entered the entrepreneurial world. No one ever mentioned the world about word about a business plan. And I have a, a you know, a, a business degree and I had to do a lot of business plans in college. And it just is like, wait a second. But, you know, we work with our clients. We have now it's a one 
page business plan. It's not that you're going to submit to a bank for massive financing, but at the same token, it's a clear picture of this is what I want to do. This is how much it's going to cost to get going. This is how much I want to make. It just sort of condenses and puts things into a clear focus. And we also talk about the fact that we do meet monthly with our accounting person who doesn't just shows, show us numbers, but helps to say, well, let's do some reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. If you want to bring in X amount and you haven't, you know, if you've hit your goal, yay. If you haven't, you know, you might want to consider X, Y, Z and having those open conversations about and clear conversations. And it's not contorting numbers and, and doing all sorts of crazy frou-frou stuff. It's really just very simple cash flow. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. That has, you know, so, I mean, we did some of that and we have been doing some of that, but I think that really taking a good look and it started with, you know what, I'm not sure our purpose, my, you know, I'm not sure my purpose is aligned right now. And Mm -hmm. why don't I feel like I should, you know, be more enamored or not enamored is the wrong word. Why should I not feel more like my every breath has to during the workday has to do with this. Why do I feel that it's okay to work out? <laughs> or yeah, I don't. Well, it's, and it's interesting. <laughs> and it is okay to work out, but I think it is like okay, what gets us excited to show up for work? And for us, yeah. you know, co working is like a really big thing for us, and we like to co work to each other. But okay why are we co-working? What is it that we're trying to accomplish here? Mm-hmm. What it is that we're putting out there? What it is it that we want to do? And because there are days in entrepreneurship, guys, you don't want to show up. Like, yeah, I just, it was a Monday today. I was tired and I didn't really want to do this, but it was, it was the camaraderie. It was the, Hey, we needed, we have this scheduled. We need to get this podcast mm-hmm. recorded. We need to get this done. Uh, why are we recording this podcast so that we can keep growing our audience and, you know, it's a marketing strategy for Mm -hmm. us. And can we keep putting our information out there and creating our content out there? It gives Mallory content to repurpose later. And then why do we do that? Because we want to bring more clients into our world so that we continue to do the things that we want to do. And if you don't have all of those dots connected, it's really easy to slough off and just keep Mm -hmm. watching season four Virgin River. Oh, I'm behind on my Chesapeake Shores episodes at this point. But I think when it comes to being an entrepreneur, you can probably pick any, you know, you could pick anything, anything that you can, you know, that your, your skills work for. So did we have to decide we wanted to work with female entrepreneurs who want to create the life that she wants by making money? Well, no, we could have picked something else. We did pick this because it does light a fire Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it really is not only a reflection of ourselves, but Mm -hmm. also this is really what we are passionate about. But the beauty of being an entrepreneur is you have the ability to pick and choose. And, you know, we might decide somewhere down the road, oh, this is blasphemy, that maybe there's a different audience for us. Mm -hmm. And, well, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. 
it would just mean another pivot. Exactly. 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 Yeah. And I'm still remembering on occasion where others in the entrepreneurial world would laugh at the word pivot. Mock. <laughs> mock they mocked the word pivot when they we said pivot I, actually i saw one person wrote an article of why, why i hate the word pivot and i'm yeah. like uh it, it's just it's the nature of the beast but it is it is recognizing i want a certain lifestyle i want to be able to do these things so i need to like yeah. make and shifts well and it's realizing that it's okay to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and it's okay to realize that this is not exactly what i want Mm-hmm. So, and I think I, I think I can achieve what I want in a, in a different sort of way. It could be a slight difference. It could be a mammoth difference. Mm-hmm. That is not necessarily the issue. It's just a matter of realizing that you can make changes to what you're doing, whatever it ultimately makes you happiest. Oh God, it, a novel concept. And it doesn't mean failure. No. Oh my gosh. No, it doesn't mean never. failure. No. And, and I think when what's interesting about this last pivot we did was it was not a major, we no. didn't, we didn't change our business model. We didn't come out of it going, we need to we burn the whole thing, thing to the ground. We changed one thing. And, and that one thing led to this massive creative explosion of mm-hmm. like, these are our solid content pillars. And this is exactly who we're talking to. And this is exactly what it is that we're trying to achieve. And it it just led to this, like you said, this those two, it opened up this huge creative flow that allowed us to focus. And when we had that focus, it then freed up a ton of time. So I think that's a really great place to leave it. I really look forward to digging into all of the other purposeful pivots and all of the other conversations we have with entrepreneurs coming up and to see what kind of motivation their pivots have given them in their own businesses and the tweaks that that helps open up and create. And I know that we're going to keep having these conversations on the side in between and really digging into purposeful pivoting into all of our other content pillars, why making money is important, why all of the personal and professional development is important, why, you know, and all of the drum beats that you are going to keep going along as an entrepreneur to build that consistency, to build that progress, to be more successful. And I think that was the most exciting thing to come out of our last pivot. I could not agree more or have said it any better. Probably not true, but we'll live with it. All right, guys. And until next week, we will be back with our Purposeful Pivoting interview series. Be sure to hit subscribe and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. But only if you liked it. Otherwise, just keep it to yourself. You can learn more about our upcoming masterminding opportunities on our website at serendipitousrebel.com. And if you have topics you'd like to hear about, be sure to submit them on our website or DM us on social media. Hey, see you next week. Bye. Bye.